I am Bales. I am the Wildly Well Mentor, and this is my podcast where together we learn to find empowerment, alignment, and our unique light within life's traumas, anxieties, and fears. We begin to fill up our self-healing toolbox and can feel nurtured and supported in a sacredly safe space. And we realize just how safe we are to transform, grow and follow the call of our soul to live wildly well and aligned so let's get right into it okay today we are talking about um kind of spiritual awakenings you know what we're going to be talking about spiritual awakenings because i cannot deny any longer like to myself or to the world that I am not very much, when I'm talking about healing nowadays, there used to be times like when I first started out and was like a fitness coach, when I would talk about healing, I mainly was just talking about mindset and like your well-being and anything that would impact your healing, but in a way that impacted your physical fitness and health so that those two went together. There was no spiritual element. And I've realized that I've been having a really difficult time kind of letting that side of me go because everything I have learned about selling online and running a business like the way that I do comes from being in that coaching space, that fitness coaching space and allowing myself to show up instead and in a way more holistic, spiritual, even witchy way is very, very different and new. And I'm actually taking steps forward with getting coaching, uh, mentoring in terms of really finding my footing in this space. But I need to accept the fact that I am a healer and I'm very much a spiritual healer. And the work that I do and the people I want to work with and want to call into me, they are going to be looking for spiritual healing, not just a quick mindset fix. So I'm really going to start diving into more of these topics. Um, And it really excites me, scares me, makes me feel really uncomfortable all at the same time. But I'm also really excited and I'm passionate about this stuff. And I think that's what really makes the difference. Um, So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about how um, when you are healing spiritually, you experience what's called an awakening. So perhaps the best way to understand what a spiritual awakening is, looks like is to look at it as if it's like a roller coaster ride. Um, You know, it's never going to be nothing but rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, right? Um, Sometimes it really just puts you right in front of that mirror. You know, you have to look at yourself, all of yourself, your light, but also your dark, you have to look at that gross, the cringy, the freaking parts that just give you the ick in your deepest, darkest sides of you. And not only that, but it forces you to heal those things, right? This is a spiritual healing journey. A spiritual awakening is a spiritual healing journey. And so you have to heal the things that you have been ignoring and suppressing for years and years and years from your past, whether that's trauma, shame, addictions, fears, failures, disappointments, whatever it is, like you have to now 
face those. You're making that decision to face them. Whenever you're about to experience a spiritual awakening, it kind of comes around because you in some way or form make a declaration to the universe that you're ready, that you're ready to heal this shit, right? And it just doesn't happen like willy-nilly to people. It happens because you make a declaration. So now you're put in this place where you either are going to stay the same or you have to move forward with these changes. And as such, it's very, it's it's only normal for anxiety to surface like every once in a while during your spiritual awakening process, which is again very much like a roller coaster where there are downs, but there are also ups. So there's like a process where when you are doing this very much like spiritual healing, you're going to experience highs and lows. So you'll you'll go into your shadows. And then you'll come out of them having brought light to them and you'll feel amazing and you'll make those steps forward out of your comfort zone more confidently and start to bring change back to your life. And then again, something will trigger you or something else pops up that you are going to need to be healing. And the cycle starts again as you continue to take layer by layer of all the conditioning and all the things that are not aligned for you on that soul level as they begin to strip away. It's not something that happens overnight. It's a process, a process that you continue on if you choose until pretty much the day that you die. And so after like you are naturally, you are disintegrating your old self and growing into this much more evolved version, the version that is more connected to your soul. So with each each down, when you come back up, you are one step closer to being that like soul whole version of who you are meant to be, right? So not only also are you like waking up to the realities in the world, which can be super heavy and very hard, um, you know, this can cause like major disenchantment and painful realizations and detachment and so on just from experiencing that. So of course, not everybody is going to go through the same kind of dark transition periods, you know, we all are going to experience them on a different level. You know, some people may feel way more heightened, they may be more sensitive to energies and feelings and more like on that empath level and others may not be as so and your journey also may start off where you're just kind of still like blocking yourself. So you might not get deep, 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 deep into the darkness, right off the bat, right? So everyone's going to experience this all differently. However, most people, regardless of how you experience your your journey through spiritual healing, spiritual awakening, there is everyone feels anxiety at some point, whether that is you've never experienced anxiety, and then all of a sudden you have it or or it's heightened anxiety where it can feel like for a little bit, you're not making any progress. You're actually kind of regressing and getting worse. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking on today because I have ex- I have experienced that a hundred a hundred percent, and it is very difficult, especially when it happens through your first 
cycle, your first phase of awakening of this journey through spiritual healing. You know, you can think that you're doing it all wrong or that like it's not working or you, and you get stuck thinking that you're just such an awful person. For me, what happened was I got so caught up in this idea then that I was like a narcissist and I wasn't meant to be here doing what I'm doing and all that stuff because I was going through inner child work and it was causing me a lot of anxiety, this perfection shadow and all of these other things. Um, mainly like when I was a kid, like not calling anyone out, but when I was a kid, my parents would always say to me, oh, you're such a narcissist because I like to look at my reflection in the mirror. Like we'd walk by windows and I'd look at myself, you know, and they'd be like, oh, you're such a narcissist. So then growing up, I like held on to that word. And as you get older, you realize like at the time I didn't understand the full meaning of the word narcissist. Um, but then you start to hear it more and it's been so ever prevalent in society. I think now as social media has like gotten bigger and bigger, you know, you hear people talking about healing from narcissistic relationships and abuse and everything, right? And um, that was when I was growing up, not what I <laughs> believed I was being called. But then as I got older, I was like, oh my God, am I a narcissist like what the fuck like this is crazy and then I held on to that and then uh, instead of working through that shadow it sort of was really hard for me to work through that one and it did cause me this overwhelming like anxiety where I could not move forward it was almost debilitating once again and I felt like oh my god this has to be a sign that I'm not meant to do this. Like this is, I am a narcissist, hands down. I can't do this work. I'm not meant to be a healer. Like I need to stop. I need to take a step back. I need to just quit now. I need to start drinking again. All those things came running through my head. But at the end of the day, one of the things we'll talk about is how important support is. And I know I've talked about support so many times, but support is so important when it comes to any kind of healing journey, whether that is a fitness journey, a mental health recovery, um, sobriety, or even a spiritual healing journey, support is so important. And so I'm very lucky that I have the support that I do and people I can talk to about these things and be like, oh my God, okay, this is what's going through my mind right now. And I'm having a really fucking hard time letting it go. Please just tell me something. And it was very, you know, I got amazing insight from people, journal prompts to work through, all of these amazing things that allowed for me to respond, which as a generator in human design is key for me moving through life with more flow and an alignment is responding to things. So it was it was just very, I'm very thankful that I was able to work through that. So I'm going to share tonight, um, just a couple like four little tips to help you sort of navigate through the anxiety that does and is ever prevalent throughout your spiritual healing, spiritual awakening journey. But before we jump into that, I have, as I was doing kind of like research on this, I stumbled across an actual study. So I want to share just a little bit of science. Um, so like your brain and spiritual awakening. So for decades, you know, for a really long time, scientists have tried to understand the neurobiological um, mechanisms responsible for people's going through spiritual awakenings. Despite 
like all the work, there hasn't been much success in the regard, which is fine. (laughs) However, one study that was done in 2019 was able to kind of shed some light on the matter. So researchers from Oxford, Yale, and Columbia universities wanted to see what happens inside our brains when we have a spiritual experience. So they recruited 27 young adults from Connecticut who were first asked to remember um, their spiritual experiences. So according to the researchers, this was done to build their imagery script. They were also asked to recount some stressful and peaceful moments in their life. So then after a week, the researchers took MRI scans of the participants um, while they were made to listen to a recording of a female voice, which recounted their experiences back to them. And in the scans, it was revealed that all of the volunteers exhibited the same neurological pattern. What? That's amazing. That's so cool. I I get like goosebumps from this kind of stuff. Um, So in all the participants' brains, every single one of them, there was increased activity in the, um, sorry, my eyes are bad, but in the parietal cortex. So this means that they had increased attention and decreased activity in the interior parietal lobe, which is responsible for self-awareness and awareness of other people. Um, so this would make perfect sense to anybody who has gone through a spiritual experience, who is going through spiritual healing, or who has had a spiritual awakening, because during such experiences, a person kind of completely loses track of themselves or the people around them and enters like an almost trance-like state. So like, especially when you are engaging in soul recovery work, which is a huge thing like I love to do right? You get into that like meditative state. Um, But the amazing part is, is that they are fully attentive to one thing, like you're focused on one thing. And it could be a thought an emotion, a higher force, like source, your spirit guides, your higher self, a memory, um, your breath, whatever it is, right? And this also matches perfectly with what stories of spiritually enlightened people kind of suggest, right? According to them, during a spiritual awakening or enlightenment, they achieve a transcended state where they essentially feel as though they have merged with the divine, right? It is a state where you truly feel one with everything, that that oneness, that collective conscious. So suffice to say, this is something that should be explored further, should it not? I am here for it. I would love to be a study, like one of the subjects in the next study. Okay. So let's put that into the universe. <laughs> um, and it could, I believe that it could really open up like a whole new dimension of scientific study, like completely. I think it could just blow the doors wide open. I love it. I just love the idea. Like to me, it is literally so like, it's sexy. The idea of merging like science and spiritual like I fucking love it um and just so you all know I have linked this study um in the description box um of the video so if you want to check it out yourself go right ahead so let's get back to it so we've talking about anxiety so since anxiety can be like a natural side effect of spiritual awakening you know, it's very important that we should all be taking measures to to manage it, to understand it, right? Anxiety is not 
something that's designed to stop you. It doesn't define you, which I've talked about a thousand, a thousand times. Anxiety is just something that happens when our brains and our nervous systems are dysregulated, right? And when we're going to step outside of our comfort zones, it it doesn't mean that we can't make those steps though. And understanding that and taking the time to learn how to properly, effectively manage your anxiety in healthy ways, especially looking at holistic ways because they last long term. You know, you can really garnish those or garner those long term results when you look to manage your anxiety or anything mental health that is in a healthy, holistic way, especially like in a spiritual way even, because you're not just sweeping it under the rug. You're not solely focusing on external factors, but you're actually doing the work, the inner work that is needed in order to be able to diminish it. You know, when I first started um, with my Reiki experience, my anxiety was at like an all new high. Like I was so anxious. I could barely leave the house. I was also extremely burnt out and was actually unhealthy on a hormonal level. And I didn't really realize it. So when I first started with Reiki, it was, um, very transformative. And at the point where I am now, having had so many experience with it from other practitioners and myself, uh, just self sessions, I'm at a point in my life where I literally rarely get the intrusive thoughts and that like anxious brain chatter. Like I, I can very much heal that part and put a stop to it without needing medication and better than how it ever was managed solely relying on medication. Now, I have nothing against medication. I'm not here telling you to get off your medication. No way, no how. I would never say that. But what I'm saying is that even in conjunction with medication, these very holistic and spiritual approaches to managing our health and our well-being and our mental health and our emotional health are just so powerful if we allow them the time to like, if we open up to them. So anxiety, when we don't manage it too, it makes everything just a little bit more difficult, right? Like you're not going to want to move forward, move through the hard fucking work that is spiritual healing. If you're feeling anxious all the time and you don't know how to manage that and you don't know how to kind of like detach your identity, your worth, your purpose from the anxiety. So number one, which we kind of already went over, is just knowing that it's kind of necessary. It's kind of a given. You know, you're never going to get away from anxiety within your spiritual journey. So it's when you look at spiritual awakening, it's kind of like, you know, the process of becoming a butterfly from a caterpillar. And that process is not very pretty. You know, you have to become the goo and then it's like a whole process of building up again. And, you know, if you try to rush the butterfly, its wings are not strong enough for it to fly. It has to go through that whole process in order to be able to fly. And then what? 
It's lucky that if it lives for a month for 30 days, you know, and that's like, I think their longest lifespan, I think most of them last and are actually only alive for like two weeks. And so as you already know, like, this process, you, you can't have the butterfly without the transition phase from butterfly to caterpillar. So and yes, it's painful, but it's also beautiful. So if you're suffering from anxiety right now, you can tell yourself that, you know, and it's might sound cliche, but it is necessary. And you're are leading up to that fulfilling and beautiful future. And this is where things like positive truths and really working on reframing and getting in touch with your triggers and recognizing those kind of things is extremely helpful. Gaining that self-awareness within your anxiety, within your journey, because then you're able to kind of detach yourself a little bit more, right? You're able to say, okay, I'm feeling anxious. Now let's see where did this pop up? How did this start? What triggered this? And what have I done in the past? When you track your triggers, which it might sound like a lot of work, but it's really like you have a phone. You just do it in your notes. You know, how many of you actually like are not with your phone all the time? It's very easy to track your triggers and it, then it becomes even easier to manage them. So you can track your triggers. You see, okay, what prompted this anxious moment? And from there, and yes, there is always a trigger. I used to believe that there, I would just be anxious for no reason. But that's not true. There is always a trigger to your anxiety. Sometimes you just have to dig deeper. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense. But that doesn't mean that that trigger is not um, worthy of investigating or worthy of nodding down or should be taken lightly. Our triggers are what give us access to being able to move forward really with that change that we need. It is with our triggers that we learn where we need to heal, what needs to be healed. So when you have anxiety and you track that trigger, whatever triggered it, and then you can look back and you can see, okay, how did I kind of respond last time? How did I get myself out of that reactive state? How did I bring my anxiety down after I had that trigger and experience that anxious moment? And you can go and then it makes your recovery time much faster and more effective. So, and even though like say you are someone right now who is going through this spiritual awakening process and you are actually feeling like you are down and like just really weak right now, just know this that weakness is not really a thing. And ultimately when we allow ourselves to get down, when we come back up, we are always coming back up stronger, okay? And I know sometimes it's hard to have to be strong all the time but you're put on this earth for a reason and your strength is meant to be shared with others to show others that they too can get out of things and in a way your strength is what really makes you graceful makes you compassionate because you know how hard it can be so know that if you are going through this right now you are not weak you are strong and you are beautiful and it is all going to be worth it if you keep moving forward. 
So number two, to help manage this anxiety in a healthy way, like I sort of said before, is support. So this is where I had already been doing a lot of the other work and I needed to turn to support. You know, it was something that I had a very hard time when I was really, really deep in this anxiety and like debilitating anxiety with along my journey. I really needed to turn to my support, turn to communities, you know. Pouring our hearts out in front of people who we love can be very healing. You know, when we share our struggles, when we share our stories, when we share our experiences, like Brené Brown has that quote, how shame can't um, exist, you know, shame can't exist when we share and, and we share in supportive communities. So it's very healing, to be able to have that experience. And if you are someone who is still looking for that kind of community, I offer two. I have a free community over on Facebook. It is Wildly Well Woman. It is linked in the description box. And I have a membership as well, which is paid into really juicy and filled with amazing women and amazing, amazing um, wisdom and knowledge and everything as well. And it is called the Light of the Wild Goddess membership where we do dive into a lot of that divine feminine energy and spiritual healing. So if you want to check those out, like I said, links are in the description box. And I am always open to supporting any woman I can. Um, along their journey because that at the very beginning of mine was something I very much lacked. I was isolated for a very long time and I just understand how important it is to have proper support on your journey. And when you also have proper support, you know, you realize that you are not the only one going through this and this is where it takes away that shame because you can sit there and you can think oh my god okay they're saying me too so it's not just me there's not something wrong with me and that's what made like it just clicks and you're like okay I can do this I can move through this this anxiety does not have to stop me I can change I can grow I can evolve I'm not stuck where I am So you should really be looking for these supportive communities where you can share, where people are going through the same things. Either they're going through it right as you are, or there are a couple steps ahead of you, or there may be even a couple steps below you because then you can share with that person what you have got, all the compassion and the support and the knowledge that you've got along the way too, right? Sharing is caring. So looking for that support is absolutely key to anything, to just being able to do any of this spiritual healing, right? Because it's hard shit. (laughs) And number three is you want to act like an observer. So I have talked about this myself. Spiritual gurus often talk about us. You know, they tell us that we need to act as observers in our own lives, like regardless of whether we seek spiritual awakening or spiritual healing or not. They say that it is best to not let our thoughts and emotions impact us negatively. So when you are an observer of your own self, you can create a certain distance between yourself and your psychological drama. Mm -hmm. Yes, your psychological drama. You know, you are the one a lot of the times that ours is calling in the drama, calling in that chaos and calling in that shit. So when you 
start to view yourself from this place of non-attachment and non-judgment, you kind of remove yourself from that. You know, it kind of, yeah, you're, you're getting on that more stoic side. Um, but you're no longer in resistance, but you're in acceptance. And this wards off anxiety, stress, and fear, right? It allows you to be able to move forward through them easier to kind of not let those anxious thoughts take hold and then create stories and stop you, right? They can pop up, you recognize that and you're like, hey, this is anxiety. It's coming from here. Okay, let's let that go. And it does get easier over time as you begin to practice um, just acting as an observer, you know, having that non-judgment, that non-attachment to your thoughts and your emotions and everything as they pop up. It gets easier, but it is difficult at the time, but it is so like, it's a game changer. You know, it's what allows you to heal with that grace and that compassion for yourself. It's what allows you to navigate through those dark spots that you need to go through to bring light to, allows you to heal your shadows without getting sucked in and caught up in them. So practicing, acting as an observer, practicing non-judgment, practicing non-attachment, key. Absolute key. And lastly, is taking the time to focus on um, embracing that mindset of positivity and growth. So I have also linked below a, um, a workbook. I'm pretty sure. If not, I will add it in the description box. A workbook that is for... Managing anxiety, it's an anxiety workbook, it has trigger trackers and everything, as well as um, being able to really dive in to that mindset piece, uh, because the mindset piece is still very important. And as much as it's great, and everyone's always talking about good vibes, this and that, right? Like you can't just go through life with a positive outlook and never embrace change. You know, that's where we get that toxic positivity from. Um, you need to have that positive outlook, but also accept that you need to embrace change. You know, change is a given in life. And the more that we resist it, the further out of balance we get, the further out of flow we get, the further out of alignment we get, and the more miserable we get. We can't, we can't find that happiness and that joy and that wholeness and fulfillment when we're in such a resistant state. So you might need to guess, you might need to go through a difficult phase phase, sorry, difficult phase to achieve that fulfillment, that wholeness, that happiness, that joy, that excitement, whatever it is that you're looking for, whatever your end goal is during this healing phase. Like what is it you're working towards? And it's always going to be worth it though. So when you allow yourself to view your life as one that change is going to be given, where you're going to have struggles, you're going to have fears come up, and you are going to have anxiety. But understanding that these are coming up for a reason, they're not coming up to stop you. They're coming up because your ego is trying to, yes, stop you. But it's only because you're about to up level. You're about to take moves out of your comfort zone that are going to make it so you can never come back to this state of sameness, right? So when you allow yourself to say, okay, yeah, this anxiety is happening. 
that's probably because I'm making changes in my life. And these changes are going to be for the better. You know, they're going to make my life better. And my ego doesn't want that. It's scared that of me going out there into the world, into the unknown. But that's okay. I'm going to keep keep moving forward, though. Keep embracing that change. And when you can allow yourself to kind of get into that flow state, you know, instead of trying to swim upstream, now you're swimming downstream. And you understand that, yeah, in the river, there is going to be debris. There's probably people have thrown fucking trash in it. There's going to be boulders, rocks. There's going to be fallen trees. And that's okay. Sometimes they might hold you up. You may get caught in a little eddy for a bit, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you're going to find a way to flow around it. And that's what embracing this positive and growth mindset is all about. It's about understanding that, yeah, we all experience shit in our lives, but we get to choose whether it stops us or if we flow around it. So an entire lifetime's worth of negative energies is also being released from your body as you are engaging in spiritual healing in these different phases, right? Each phase, kind of you're you're letting go of these energies that you have built up for your whole life. And but allowing yourself to understand too that by having these come to the surface and to re- be released and feeling these feelings and everything, feeling the anxiety, that this is being released and it means that you're going to be able to experience more positive and those soul level, soul frequency energies, right? Because there's going to be more space now and you're going to be in that higher vibrational state more often. And you'll also have a much wider perspective on life as well as reality. And you'll finally, like, as you continue on, you begin to understand deeper and deeper what your purpose in life is. And one thing that has helped me a lot here, and I'm actually going to be starting a series on YouTube because it has become like almost to the point where I can't ignore it anymore. I can't not talk about human design (laughs) at this point. Um, it just won't let me, won't leave me alone. So I am going to be starting a series talking about human design on YouTube here. So be sure to hit the subscribe button if you have yet to do that and turn on notifications so you don't miss a video because these are going to be amazing. Human design is the thing that has helped me the most with actually embracing that flow state, being able to embrace all parts of me. So like I started off doing just mindset work. And like I said, that journal is linked below and you can totally um, feel free to download that. It's free and it is very, very helpful, especially if you're someone who's just starting out and just sort of transitioning into this whole idea of spiritual healing from a place of, um, you know, more physical, tangible, like kind of wellness. So Human design, though, has taken everything to this whole new level. And the same with the gene keys, because I've been able to really dive into my unique blueprint, which is what human design is all about, and get an understanding of the shadows that I carry and how what the um, like higher vibrational state of those are. So I can pinpoint exactly like the things that I struggle with most, which are anxiety. And this stems a lot from 
my self-doubt. I have, you know, the, the gate 63, which is the gate of doubt. And it is very prevalent in my life. And so I have a lot of anxiety because I go through life when I'm in that shadow. I go through life searching for patterns that kind of like don't fucking exist, right? <laughs> like there's not a pattern for everything. But something I have learned though within this journey through human design is that that's fine. That's just a part of who I am. It allows for me to be able to not have my identity in anxiety in the way that I used to where it was kind of like a scapegoat but understand that yeah anxiety is a part of me and it's going to be something I deal with like my whole life but it doesn't make me who I am and it doesn't make me any less worthy um, of having a beautiful life or being deserving of beautiful things right so it allows for you to kind of be able to from an even deeper level of grace, understand all of who you are, the good, the bad, the ugly, because that's just who you are. And who you are is beautifully unique and brilliant and vibrant. And that's all you're made to be, right? But another thing that I've also been able to learn through this human design work is there's amazing like journal prompts that can come with all this and everything um, is that within my doubt, so the the CD frequency, which is um, the like highest level, the highest vibrational like frequency of this gate is truth. So you cannot doubt something unless you already believe it to be true. So anytime you're doubting stuff and that anxiety is coming up, it's, it's validation for your truth. It's validation for you to take that next step in your healing journey. That doubt is validation. And that has totally blown my, my head off. It's just completely blown my world like open. And I have been making huge moves these past like little bit in my own personal healing journey, in my business journey. And it's absolutely amazing. So yes, I'm going to be talking on human design quite a bit too. And I I honestly, 100%, I suggest starting to look into it. Um, because it really does help, help, especially someone like me. It really helps you to understand yourself on that kind of logical level, which I, I'm really called to but also kind of partners that spirituality piece in with it, which I also am so called to. Anyway, that's the, that's all I got for tonight. Um, as always, please, if you are someone who is listening and you are in my free community, you're in one of my memberships or anything, you follow me on Instagram or you are subscribed to this channel, to my YouTube channel, please leave um, comments. If there's something in particular that you are struggling with, that you want, you know, more information on or you're interested in, whatever it is, feel free to, you know, share with me because I love having things to respond to. Like I said, I'm a human design generator. Responding is what I do. Thank you, thank you, thank you for holding the space for me 
and listening to my story and also showing up for you in the rewriting of your own. The Light in Me honors the light in you as always and stay wild and well, you beautiful souls. Until next time. Mm